I'm Effie Parks. Welcome to Once Upon a Gene, the podcast. This is a place I created for us to connect and share the stories of our not-so-typical lives. Raising kids who are born with rare genetic syndromes and other types of disabilities can feel pretty isolating. What I know for sure is that when we can hear the triumphs and challenges from others who get it, we can find a lot more laughter, a lot more hope, and feel a lot less alone. I believe there are some magical healing powers that can happen for all of us through sharing our stories, and I'll take all the help I can get. Hi there. It's me, Effie. How are you? The quarantine dates have been extended throughout the end of May here in Washington. So earlier this week, I contacted my sister and asked for some of her time to talk about some ways that we can move through it. I am so excited for you to get to meet one of my siblings. My sister is a craniosacral therapist and a pioneering educator, a speaker, and a mentor in the field of body-mind integration. She specializes in teaching health and wellness practitioners on how to interpret the subconscious language of the body. Christy's mission is to empower and create self-awareness. These are just some more tools for you to put in your belt like anything, this is not a replacement for other types of care, like your therapist or your primary care doctor. It's just additional tools. Every time I need help <laughs> for whatever reason, this is the girl I call or message. Check out her website at www.christyfoster.co for some videos of her practice and to check out her blog. She's also working on releasing her own podcast soon, so I'm very excited about that, and I'm looking forward to sharing it with all of you. She's amazing, and today we're just having an informal sister chat on ways to take care of ourselves and pay attention to the ways our body is letting us know that it's time to check in. She's sharing some very practical and free ways to support our bodies and our minds and our kids. Please let me know what you think of this episode. I'd love some feedback on social media, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Anyways, let's just get started. I'm really excited. Here is my conversation with my sister, Christy Foster. Hello, sister. Hello, Effie Lynn. How are you today? It's like May 1st. What day is it? May 3rd. May 3rd. I'm doing well today. I, <laughs> I, I live in Salt Lake City and I went and hit balls this morning, golf balls. It was beautiful this morning was nice to get outside after a month and a half of being inside today. Yeah, seeing your pictures, golfing was like the only time that I've ever been like, man, golfing sounds nice. <laughs> <laughs> it was nice to be outside. Yeah. It makes life a lot lighter. Yeah, I saw that you guys had a lot of sun over there. It was gorgeous. Well, Christy, I'm excited to have you on here. We will be doing a future series later on, kind of delving a little deeper into what you do. But can you tell all of us a little bit about what you're doing? Uh, with my work right now? Yes. I've really started to do kind of a mixture of education around helping people understand how their bodies are put together. And what I mean by that is our our histories, our stories, how we grew up, things that have happened to us actually show up in our physical structure, in our body, in our flesh. And um, my fascination and passion is about 
understanding why that is and what are the components that um, make us tick. And some of those are positive and some of those components can cost us energetically on a physical level and emotionally to depending on what's happening in our life. It's a really cool, crazy puzzle. Yeah, I mean, it's fascinating. I love it. I love looking at the body and the psyche and what's creating some of the, I call it energetic hemorrhaging. When people feel like what's happening to me, I don't have any capacity left to function or I'm hurting all the time. And so I look at quite a few pieces in their own system and their story to figure out how to make a little movement forward to make it a little easier. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to delving into this deeper with you because I think once you start to pay attention to your body, especially when you're someone like me, a parent of a child with a disability, and you're kind of in this fight or flight situation on the reg, it's really valuable to learn what can happen to your body when you're kind of in these really high stress, high anxiety moments. I think you have a really amazing gift and you're one of the most talented people and I feel so lucky to be able to call you when you know I'm feeling overloaded myself because you just really know how to break it down very simply. I think a lot of people are going to going to take away some really good stuff from what you have to say. Well, good. I I really hope so. That's my intention and thank you. So I kind of want to have today be about ways to recognize, manage, and kind of avert all of the stress and anxiety and fear and stuff like that that's going on with everybody being quarantined already. I know everyone here in Seattle has been quarantined since at least March 15th, and now we've been told that we have until May 31st now. So there's still another month ahead of it for us in Washington. There's a lot going on in people's homes, right? There's teletherapies, there's homeschooling, there's all the things. So I kind of wanted to talk to you about ways to help manage the stress, not only in our kids, but with ourselves too. What are some things that we could do or maybe some exercises that we could do when we feel like we're about to crack? Okay, that's a brilliant first question. It happens, so uh, I think it's a pretty important one. It is, and I want to say that cracked looks a lot of different ways for everyone. And I actually, that's where I would start, is when you crack, to ask yourself, what does that look like? Because if we don't have something to measure it by, we're not sure when we're cracking until after we've cracked. So for example, I know when I get overwhelmed and exhausted, like for instance, I put my milk in my cupboard. That's a sign for me to know I'm not all here because there's too much happening. That would be a pre-crack sign. So what I would tell you to ask yourself is, what does cracked look like, feel like, maybe sound like? Some people crack and get angry. Some people crack and completely shut down and go in their bedroom. There's not a place, a lot of places you can go during COVID. What does cracked look like to you? So you have something to measure it by. One of the most helpful things I've learned 
is to get a piece of paper and on that piece of paper to draw four oxygen tanks. This is going to go on your fridge. These are four things that are must do's. If you notice, I think there are four things that should happen every day. And if you notice you're starting to crack, to go over to your refrigerator and say, have I done these today? So the first one, eat something healthy. Because when we crack, our brains stop working. Sometimes we don't remember if we peed the whole day. Sometimes we don't know if we had any water, which would be in our next oxygen tank. So we have eat something healthy in one water and you can interchange these i would say have you gone to the bathroom today and that just means going pee it doesn't mean anything other than when we go into overwhelm we'll put our kids first put everything else first and then our kidneys we can't go pee which also cortisol levels are going up and it starts to create this pressure physically in our body which in turn will create an energetic pressure and sometimes that's where or explosion happens. And so if it begins to look at your fridge and go, did I go pee today? I have no idea. I would say probably not. I can relate to that for sure. Yeah, I bet you can, Effie, because it's nonstop. These are really basic check-ins that aren't overwhelming. There's nothing you have to buy. There's nothing you have to be. It's a physical check-in. I will let you choose a fourth one, Effie, just in as an example of what, what would four things be for you that are mandatory for you to not crack that you could do every day or notice, make sure they're even seen. Definitely eating something healthy. I've been making a smoothie every day. Perfect. I've been really conscious about drinking my water. Going outside is probably the biggest of my tanks. Okay. Um, I have to go outside and I know if I didn't because I'm not my best self. And I would say probably my fourth tank would be breathing. Sometimes it's before I'm getting stressed out about something. Sometimes I can feel like my eye twitching. Mm -hmm. Maybe something happened and Ford puked and all the hairs stand up on my body. I have to consciously kind of ground myself, take some deep breaths, clean it up. It's no big deal. Move on. So I would say that for me. My smoothie, a water, taking some breath and going outside. Perfect. Non-negotiable. And what that does, and that that's a beautiful example, even the word non-negotiable, because what you're saying is I matter. You are an important human in the family, because if mama's sick, I'm, all hell breaks loose. In general, <laughs> daddies are just as important, but you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, for and sure. so if, if a parent, male or female, can go, okay, did I meet those four needs today? I promise you the chances of you not cracking go up yeah. because it's your own personal check-in. And, and especially as parents, it's so easy to put yourself last all the time. And then there's cracking, there's explosion, there's shutting down. And there's certainly room for that too. But if you can think of your psyche and your body as a container, and in that container, sometimes there will be holes in the container. And holes can mean for puked all over and now what? I have to clean up. Because there are things sometimes that are out of our control. At the end of the day, when you come and check your four oxygen tanks and say, okay, are there any places in me that I feel like I'm losing energy still because of what happened during the day? If you can take a minute, usually that will help to fill up the space. It's just noticing that, oh, that was 
That was a lot today. Yeah, because I guess otherwise you're kind of patching things and patching things. And pushing and pushing. And burst. Yeah. And service to oneself helps you to be better parents. And service in what we're talking about, it sounds so simple and it isn't. Like going to the bathroom. When you have kids that are high need children, sometimes that doesn't happen. And as much as people would like to meditate, that's out of most people's realms that have children that need them 24-7. Correct. And so, and sometimes that even telling someone to meditate can make them have more anxiety because they're thinking, well, where the hell am I going to find time to meditate? Yeah. <laughs> right. And so I want to make this as simple as possible. If you could put your hand on your belly when you're getting a glass of water for one of your kids and just notice your breath in your belly or your chest, if that's all you can do is on, on some people, if they've been really stressed, they can't breathe into their belly. Totally fine. Put your hand on your chest and breathe into your chest and just notice your body move. It can be that simple. Or another thing that they can do is actually like hold their fingers or wiggle their toes to get a sensation of what is the, what's their body doing or feeling instead of being on autopilot. Yeah, I think there's a high reward for small things like that. And it sounds so ridiculous. But when you do actually do it, even like I know we'll talk about this later in another episode, but something you taught me was paying attention to having my feet grounded and straight, mm. whether it's when I'm stressed out or when I'm about to do something scary or, you know, whatever it is. Right. I always pay attention to exactly where my feet are now and just doing that kind of releases some stuff and I feel more competent to do whatever I need to be doing. And it's silly. It's just checking in on exactly where my foot is, but it makes a huge difference. It does. And it's a paradox, Effie. It's not, it's so simple and it isn't. Sure. Because our, our feet, and I'll go into this a little bit, just so people know what we're talking about. Our feet are the first thing that touch the planet in the morning and how we walk most of us have walked the same way all our lives and how our feet are means something. So really basic, if you check your feet, your right foot, if your right foot goes out, you tend to be one of the, these people that think, think, think and have to process and analyze most everything. And if your right foot's out of it, for example, you tend to be in your head a lot. And so by bringing that right foot straight with your left foot, it forces you to come back into your body and it's getting you to notice that you might be out of your body, which is thinking too much. Sometimes when the left foot is out, that's an indication that person, they're really, they tend to be more of an emotional person and a very feeling type of people, less, less in their heads. Sometimes it's difficult for those people to take action. If you're a person with your left foot out to bring it in, automatically the body, what you're telling the body is I'm paying attention to you. And I'm going to bring my feet in and it regrounds. It's like putting a grounding system in your body. Yeah. And another thing that that kind of was for me was another way of embracing what I did have control over because everything else was like on fire and not in my hands, right? Coming back to my body, as you say, was, yeah, being able to recognize the things I could control and focusing on that rather than freaking out about the world ending. 
<laughs> you know? Yes. And I think it's important to look for those pieces of the small things that we can control. Well, I think they're the most important things because the micro creates the macro. Those little movements that we do, like going to the bathroom at lunchtime or at noon, I'm going to have a glass of water without moving. Those little things will keep for the cracking from happening as often as it might be otherwise. Yeah, those are totally doable. I'm going to write it down. Yeah, for sure. I, I would suggest it because everyone needs a glass of water in the day. Once a day, you could at least notice and feel your breath. You don't have to do anything other than just notice it. You don't have to breathe deep. Eat a nice dinner. Or if you have a lovely piece of chocolate, enjoy the chocolate in your mouth. Even just slowing down to chew could be one of your things in the oxygen tank. Yes. Write it down, parents. And tasting your food. Tasting the food before it goes into your belly. Because there's some people, I would say, that maybe struggle with being able to have healthy food. So that's real too. And if if you can actually just taste whatever you have in your house that you're eating and slow down your chewing and swallowing, that brings you back into the body as well and out of that fight or flight response that the body ends up doing. So what about moving this towards our kids, Christy? I know you work on a lot of kids and you don't just kind of help the parents or just adults in general with stuff like this, but you've also worked on a lot of kids. So I know a lot of our kids have, I mean, it's a huge change for them, right? Like going off of a very important schedule that manages like every part of their well-being being completely canceled has caused a lot of stuff for the parents too, but definitely for the kids. So do you have any exercises or ideas on ways that we can help when we're recognizing that our kids' anxiety level is getting out of control or anything like that? One of the most important things, as you're probably aware of, is routine. I would suggest finding a smell. So I would use, for me, essential oils. Some people, it can be whatever you choose. But to have a smell that you use at bedtime or at nap time that your child can smell to start to settle their nervous system so they're aware of, oh, it's nap time or bedtime and their little bodies can smell it. I would put, I like to put a little bit on a dot on their feet, not anywhere near their face because they'll be able to smell it once it's on their body. The next thing that I would have you do is have the same kind of music uh, playing when they're settling to get them to settle down because our bodies get trained to respond to certain stimuli. And so we have smell, we have sound. You could dim the lights as well and create the, the exact same thing regularly to get the child to start to settle. You can rub their feet and or I would suggest especially if they've been feeling really anxious or out of sorts, to rub your hands together and put one hand on their chest and one hand on their back directly behind your other hand. It's called, uh, the term's called direction of energy. So if you can imagine as you're touching your child with the hands on either side, directing love and soothing energy into their little system through your hands, that works quite well. It's, it's a polarity technique working with the energies in the body. 
And you can do that anywhere on the body. Like if they hurt their knee, you can rub your hands together, put one hand on the top of the knee, one hand underneath for a minute or two, and their little bodies will start to settle very quickly. Because it's not about what we say with little children, it's how am I coming to that child, number one, because if you're super stressed, it's not going to work very well. That's why we have your four oxygen tanks. Did I at least have a drink of water before I go touch my child and put, a, put her in bed? Okay, I had a drink of water, checked in, and then you take them through a little routine. One of my favorite meditations for little ones, it's by a woman named Christiane Kerr. They're called Bedtime Meditations for Kids. I absolutely love her meditations because they're very slow. They're very childlike for children. She has some music. She takes them on a little journey, something like that. If your child's able to understand that, they would love it or find some music that you like as well and play the same thing or similar to. And it, it's an indication that slips them back into, oh, it's time to settle. Mm, yeah. Finding some consistency. Yes. What about language, Christy? I know you and I were talking before we started recording about the importance of language. Yeah. Uh, language is, I think, so, so important because it has power with it. And there's a lot of research to back up what I'm saying. I mean, it goes back as far as, as a man thinketh, so is he. Been around for generations. And what I would tell you is, if you notice you're starting to go into, like some of the language would be, I have to do everything on my own. I can't do this. I'm too overwhelmed. If you notice that, that's an indication that number one, you need to go look at your fridge, say, did I have a glass of water? Or did I go pee? Two simple things. And I would tell you to write down a resource page. So next to your four oxygen tanks to also write a sentence. So if you say I have to do everything on my own, switching that to the language of I have the ability and the resources to take care of what I need to today. And that simple statement and then walking to your fridge with a little list of resources. So resources outside of what we've already talked about could be call a friend, go on a walk, maybe have a piece of chocolate. Since we're in COVID, it's different because you can't really go out and have a drink with someone or go out and have dinner, but you could call someone or make a connection to someone outside of your world that understands your world first and foremost because sometimes it's just nice to call someone if they know your situation if they're a resource and say i'm feeling awful today or i cracked today and they just listen and that's a huge resource i think we get stuck in the, the martyr syndrome too though to where we really believe that we don't have any resources and we believe that we do have to do everything on our own. Well, and I know for parents like us, we can get to the point where we believe we're the only ones who do know how to do it and can get it done and that nobody else can help us instead of maybe teaching them or maybe realizing that there are some things that we can let go. I think we get really consumed in taking care of our kids the way we know they have to be taken care of. And I, I think that's very true. But like what you just said, that's so powerful. 
well, maybe I could teach someone how to do it. So I, if I do need some help or a resource, I can, I have that. And it might not be, it might be once a month. And I think that's a beautiful example of creating some resources because it's the snowball moves fast when cracking happens and, and we feel like we're the only ones that can do it right. It's like loading the dishwasher on some levels. It's very difficult for some people to allow someone else to load the dishwasher because they don't put this, the bowls in the right place and the cups in the right place like we would do it. And sometimes does that, does that really matter? If the dishes get washed and I get to sit down, isn't that, isn't that enough once in a while? Because it could be that simple, Effie, of asking a friend even to come over and make dinner or drop dinner off since it's COVID-19. Could you call a friend and say, would you please drop dinner off to my house tonight? I'm, I'm at a 10. That's a good way to put it. And if you don't have those people on your resource list, it's very hard to think of in the moment when you're cracking, who would bring me dinner? I will always bring dinner. Just ask me. But I do think, too, when people do reach out for those things, you feel so honored to be able to help if you're able to. Absolutely. I think while it's going to make you feel better, you might have also made them feel better in yes. some way of, you know, this active service and just being someone who you trust. Absolutely. It's a give and take. Yeah. And when you're always giving, which is what you were talking about, there's an imbalance and asking for someone that's I'm sure people have already offered in your life, Effie, if you need anything, let me know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Put those people on your list. And every now and again, just ask them because people do love helping you and helping in whatever capacity they can. But remember, it's not going to be your way. It's going to be their way and making room for whatever that needs to be for you. Yeah. Because it isn't, it isn't simple. Okay. So I kind of just want to organize this all again for everybody. If we haven't kind of reminded you enough, draw a picture of your four oxygen tanks and put the simple yet high reward activities or thoughts down on paper and really practice to focus on that each one of them at least once a day pay attention to the way we say things like i just can't do this today or i'm gonna lose my mind or I have to do everything myself, nobody helps me. Figure out ways to move that into, I don't know, is it a positive language? Well, if you notice like that specifically, so you're gonna have two papers. You're gonna have your oxygen tank and then you're going to have another paper on your fridge that says, these are my resources to help me handle anything. Mm, yeah, your friends or your, your friends, books or your calls. Books, yep. Okay. And that needs to be that statement. These are my resources and I can handle anything with support and love from those around me. It can be however you want it to be, but to remind yourself that you're not alone and there are resources available to you and that remember to keep it really simple. Yeah. Cause even simple is hard. It is when you're overwhelmed because you kind of everything stops working. And yeah, ways to help calm our kids, whether it's with a smell or with a song or with some physical touch. That's probably the most valuable thing that of feedback that I have from parents that I've seen through the years is children love the routine of the smell 
and the music and mom or dad in the room just lightly touching their arm or their hair or their feet. They all have told me they just settle down. And even if it's only for an hour or two, that matters. That actually makes me have some memories of like mom doing stuff like that. It does feel good. <laughs> it does. And their little bodies are going to respond. You don't have to know what you're doing because you love your child and just touching them gently but adding some other stimuli like the smell and the music will help. Is there anything else that you want to leave us with for kind of getting through our day to day and not just getting through, but mindfully getting through if we can at points? Yes. I sound like a parrot. I want you to go back to the basics. <laughs> Did I go to the bathroom today? Have I drank some water today? Those two things and probably just walk outside and see the sky, walk out your front door because sometimes the energy of the house and the children can feel like you're contracting and getting smaller and tighter. So to go outside and just notice your breath outside while you maybe drink a glass of water because you have to be your own resource in this process and that is resourcing yourself and that's i think one of the most valuable things i could offer you today is resource yourself by drinking water going pee having something to eat and doing it mindfully thank you so much christy i can't wait to continue a couple more conversations with you my pleasure i look forward to it effie thank you for having me all right thanks sis okay see you later bye i hope you've been enjoying this podcast if you like what you hear please share this show with your people and please make sure to rate and review it on itunes or wherever you get your podcasts you can also head over to instagram facebook and twitter to connect with me and stay updated on the show if you're interested in sharing your story, or if you have anything you would like to contribute, please submit it to my website at effieparks.com. Thank you so much for listening to the show and for supporting me along the way. I appreciate you all so much. I don't know what kind of day you're having, but if you need a little pick-me-up, Ford's got you.